0: that we've been working with adjust your perspective perspective is how you see something and as we learned last week the two thieves both on the side of Jesus on the cross each had a different perspective looking at the same man but had a different perspective This week, we put the emphasis on the spiritual man. Hopefully, we can even see and understand better our sight of self, of ministry, but most of all, and most importantly, to get a better sight of Jesus. Today, of course, we're here with our communion service. That's why you see us garbed in our clergy outfits and attire that we normally don't do but we give reverence to this time it's not just a normal uh, to receive the body and the blood but it's a special occasion especially for we in the in Christendom so uh, i want to go forth into the word definitely mindful of the time but i'm sure that we'll be blessed in Jesus name Go to the book of Numbers, chapter 21, and I'm going to read a passage of Scripture beginning at verse number 4. And for today, if you don't mind, come on, let us stand for the reading of God's Word as we honor and reverence the Holy Writ. I trust that you'll follow along with me uh, in today's message, and I'm sure you'll be blessed in Jesus' name. Look at someone and say, God is good to me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I feel a praise in my spirit. Glory to God. Somebody is in the hospital, but thank God I'm still here. Hallelujah. I see, see Dad Smith in the back standing. Earlier this week, Dad Smith lost his balance as he was dealing with something in the car. And he couldn't get his, his, his grip, and he fell in the street. And when he fell back, he hit his head. Took him to the hospital. You didn't know where he was at, what was going on. Huge knot on his head. Family, of course, was concerned. They called me immediately. And we, we sent out the text to our intercessors. While he was in the hospital and the prayer was going up, a change came over him. Hallelujah. He said, my headache's gone. I can can start feeling my my senses. I, I know what's happening. My pain is gone. Don't tell me prayer does not work. So let's give God praise. We could be planning his funeral, but God has brought him in the house. Come on, somebody give God some praise. Hallelujah. I, I'm sorry, I got you standing. I got you standing. Verse number four. Verse number four. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Eden, and the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. I'll explain that in a minute. And the people spake against God and against Moses wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there's no bread, neither is there any water and our soul loatheth this light bread. We're tired of these crackers. Remember, the Lord provided them heavenly food. And they said, we're tired. It's like Growing up with that cheese, and when you get old, y'all don't want no more of that cheese. <laughs> See, somebody don't know what I'm talking about. Some folk can't stand oatmeal today because all they had was oatmeal or Spam or oh, whatever y'all do. So the people of God got upset because they were tired of what God was providing them. Verse number six, when that happened, the Bible said, and the Lord sent fiery serpents, poisonous, among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, a few minutes ago, they were complaining. When judgment comes, you'll find some uh, opportunity to ask for some forgiveness. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord, and he take away the serpents from among us. And Moses prayed for the people. Thank God for a leader who gives intercession. Hallelujah. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass And put it upon a pole and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. And all the people said, Amen. You may be seated. Today's message is simply entitled, Understand What You See understand what you see father we thank you for your blessings today and the opportunity to share your word I ask now for the anointing and the unction of the Holy Spirit as we deliver your mind to the people in Jesus name amen okay we've taught and I'm sure you've heard many times uh, that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed or hidden, kept secret? While the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed or made known. So, integrated in the Old Testament are what we call types and shadows. Part of theological study defines and identifies what types and shadows are in the Old Testament. A type and shadow involves seeing a historical person, place, event, or institution, having a future historical fulfillment or something being revealed so again in the Old Testament we have people places incidents that are hidden but actually are there to reveal something that is going to happen remember Our theme for this entire week has been dealing with adjusting your perception. Now, in the study, theological study of types and shadow, the primary person or event or incident is called the type. And then when it is fulfilled, that is called the anti-type. Because when you look at the the word type, uh, in the Hebrew actually uh, talks about it being an example. Uh, Talks about uh, it being uh, a means by which something will happen. So the Old Testament occasion is the type. When it is fulfilled, it becomes the anti-type. Now, first of all, don't confuse what is seen in the scripture as a comparison or an allegory to what is a type and shadow. And I know this might be a little academic for us today, but I want you to get some insight. And when it comes to theological study of the scripture, types and shadow is one of the subjects that is taught and dealt with. And when we talk about the comparison of an allegory or an, of, of an allegory, that is likened to when the scripture talks about a sheepfold. All right, then the sheepfold really is a comparison of church membership or the people of God in the church. That's a comparison, but it's not a type or a shadow. When we deal with types and shadows, it's something that occurs in the Old Testament that is giving almost prophetic understanding of what is coming in the future. That's why we say the Old Testament is concealed or hidden, but then when the reality comes that's The New Testament that has brought forth what we saw hidden in the Old Testament. Now, me, I am a lover of the Old Testament. While many today in contemporary society uh, suggest, why do we even need the Old Testament? Many places, they only deal with the New Testament, but... If we were only to deal with the New Testament, why were the Holy Scriptures including the Old Testament? So there must be a divine purpose. And I still believe there are things hidden today that we're yet to see come to reality. You need consecration. You need the ability to hear God and receive revelation. Last week, as I mentioned, I was here in prayer And it even was while I was here at the altar, sitting, uh, sometimes I laid out. The Lord gave me insight even to the Bible study that we had on Wednesday and brought forth some new perspective that I had not even considered. But it only will happen if you spend that time with God. I wish somebody hear me. It's not as if the Lord... Uh, doesn't want to share insight. we just don't want to hear. Them. We do want to know, um, there's my phone down there. We do uh, yeah, hand it to me, uh, Brother Derek. Bless him Lord. <laughs> He's going to have twins. glory to God. the kids you have. The Lord will double what with your trouble. glory to God. <laughs> We're so concerned with how many likes we get. We wanna understand what's the latest social media. And we'll spend hours on our phones. I wish somebody hear me. In fact, they have it. Now, I, I got an Apple phone. See, I'm apple stalling. hallelujah. <laughs> They even have it where at the conclusion of the week they will reveal to you how many hours you spent and will monitor and let you know you either spent more or less from last week. Hallelujah. And some people spend 6, 8, 12 hours a week. Don't be shaking your head because if I look at your phone it'll probably be more than that. What am I saying? We find time to do what we want to do. And we will give priority to those things that we want to give priority to. But when it comes to feeding the spiritual man, I am here as the pastor of New Bethel Church to ensure that we are in right relationship with God. As you know, I'm believing that we should participate in that. Uh, You know we're dealing with a series now of social justice. We're talking about all kind of things needed for the community. But when it boils down, all of that means nothing if our soul is not anchored in Christ. If you want to make changes, yes, we can go in the political arena. We can follow in the social arena. And while we do have responsibility in the church, I cannot forget that my primary role is to prepare us for heaven. For what does it profit a man? To gain the entire world and lose his soul. Asha, this past week we experienced young people in their 20s who are so discouraged that they commit suicide in their 20s just life is beginning but they feel as if they can't make it another day oh, that's why we must constantly not try to be in competition with things of the world We must understand that we must give an account to God. I don't care what other people say. I still believe there is a heaven and there is a hell. So the Old Testament comes to provide revelation. It provides, uh, uh, I'm sorry, it provides for us a hidden revelation that is to come. Now, when we talk about types and shadows, remember when light shines upon an object... That object then casts a shadow which reaches beyond the place of the original or the object. You see, this light here casts a shadow of me here. It's similar, but it doesn't have the distinct qualifications of who I am. Many who are sitting here like Elder Green and and Pastor Relaford, their shadows are on the floor. Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Ghost. The shadow casts an image. But it doesn't give the exact, necessarily even proportions. But there's, there's something similar. You said, you said, come on. See, I see a big head here. Now he said to come on. I was going to leave it alone. Hallelujah. The shadow casts an image. It's a silhouette. But we actually cannot see the distinction until the reality. Stand up, elders. Stand up. And then face the audience. There's the reality. Thank you. That's how the Old Testament works because many places are hidden shadows. Hallelujah. The light, Jesus is the light, casts on an object, but then it produces a shadow of the Old Testament. And we can never forget that the pivotal point of the entire Bible between Old Testament and New Testament is the cross of Jesus Christ. When the light hits the cross, there becomes a shadow that is in the Old Testament, but it doesn't become reality till we see the New Testament. Somebody give God praise. That brings me to the text. Now we look at new Numbers chapter, uh, where we're at, chapter number 21. What has happened, listen The people of God have left Egypt, and because of their disobedience, a journey that should have only taken eight days, 12 at the max, going from the other side of the Red Sea to the promised land, which is Canaan, a journey that should have only taken eight days, because of the people and their unbelief now is taken 40 years i wish somebody hear me sometimes the delay in what we need to receive from god is because of our unbelief we should have been blessed 20 years ago but because we didn't believe he has us walking around in wilderness And remember the real purpose of them wandering for 40 years. He had to have an entire generation killed because that generation of unbelief could not enter into the promised land. And the children born in the wilderness experienced what the parents should have. Save for three people, Moses, oh, also uh, Joshua and Caleb. So they're traveling, been traveling, and and remember, you what should have taken eight days. See something? You know the saints were complaining. Shouldn't we have gotten there by now? God, hallelujah. How much longer we gotta go? Y'all know when you drive with somebody, they don't know where they're going. I remember when we were, uh, when the girls were younger, we would drive often to Florida. We lived in Ohio, Youngstown. That was a good, what, 12, 10, 12-hour 12 drive or longer, 18. And I did all the drive. But anyway, any rate, we would go 45 minutes to Akron and Alexis in the back seat would start hollering, are we there yet? <laughs> and we just left. <laughs> Y'all know I'm telling the truth. People of God have been traveling. They're tired. They're weary. And listen, they, they got tired of eating the manna that God provides. What was sustaining them? They wanted to go back to Egypt and eat all of the other foods that they had as a slave. So they get to this point here in verse number 4 and they start complaining. They're discouraged and they, 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 they start talking against God and against Moses. The people started talking against God and Moses. The people started talking about God and Moses. Be careful of speaking about the anointed people. When that happened, we see in verse number uh, uh, six that the Lord sent judgment for their sin. He was tired of their complaining and their discouragement and talking against him. He sent fiery serpents. Hallelujah. Fiery, referencing poisonous, but also giving a certain coloration of copper, like a copperhead. And they went through the camp, folk trying to run, and the snake ran faster than them and bit them. No, I don't have time to G's or talk about, rather, uh, what could happen when you get bit by a poisonous snake. But some people don't die immediately. There's, there's a time of pain. Uh, you, your body goes through convulsions, different reactions. So as they bit them, some did not die immediately. There was a time of pain representing judgment. Oh, I feel like preaching today. And when the people felt the pain and saw the snakes, they ran back to Moses who they just talked about and said, Moses, will you go to God and tell him we have sinned and we need to have this relief from the judgment that has been pronounced on us. It's amazing. People might laugh at you because of your holy standard, but when, you, when that family needs prayer, they know who to call. They might make fun and ridicule that you don't drink like them or, or you don't curse like them or, or you're in the church all the time, but you let something happen with them, they don't go to their buddies that they drink with. Hallelujah! Oh shara. Oh, I feel like preaching today. Mama, you just old fashioned. You just go to church all the time. You just give the preacher all your money. Blah, 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 blah. But you let something go wrong. Who are they gonna call? Pray for me, mother. And provide my bond money that I can get out of jail. Glory to God. Moses gave the remedy. Hallelujah. In verse number 8, he gives specific instructions. He tells Moses, make thee a fiery serpent. Somebody say make. make. ah, Make a fiery serpent. Make a serpent. Don't get, don't get one of the serpents that are alive. Don't get one of the serpents that are living, but make a serpent. Take that made serpent and put it on a pole. And if you take that made serpent and put it on a pole, everyone who was bitten with judgment, if they can get a glance of the serpent on the pole then they'll live but they gotta look to the pole they gotta look to the serpent on the pole it wasn't the pole but they had to look to the serpent and the only way they can look to the serpent the serpent had to be elevated high enough that everybody in the camp could see it. If I'm down here and I'm holding something up, those in the back row can't see it. But if I come up here and I hold it up, then everybody can see. This was a type and shadow of what was to come in the New Testament. Jesus was revealing in the Old Testament the purpose of the cross. Because we find in the scripture, uh, when you look at 2 Corinthians, uh, chapter number five and, and verse number 21, the Bible says, for he has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus was made in the likeness of sin, but was no sin. And just like a snake was made, Jesus was made in the form of a son. And when he was put on a pole, the pole was the cross that was there from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And when the pole was lifted up, That's when they crucified him. They nailed him to that tree. Just like they had to nail the serpent to the pole. What you saw in the Old Testament was a shadow of what was getting ready to come in the New Testament. And whosoever was bitten with the taste of sin, hallelujah, and the judgment of God, if they can just, they weren't looking to the pole, they had to look to the serpent. That's why in Saint John, chapter number three, the Bible says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man, Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have ever. I wish somebody would give God a praise. God had a shadow in the old testament that today even we who are in judgment because of the sin of Adam, this was a type and shadow of what was gonna to come to provide this was lifted up. You see, he could not remain horizontal with the ground, but he had to be lifted up. That's why we sing that song. If I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I draw. Oh, man, I am to meet. It was a shadow. That was a type. But the reality, when Jesus was spread on the cross, he was the made serpent. He had no sin. He was not a serpent, but he was made sin for us. That he would become the eternal sacrifice. Yes. Because the Bible said, Hasha, everyone who was bitten, if they are able to look up, If they're able to see the made serpent, they will live. I believe, uh, this is me now. I believe even some of those that had died after they were bitten, if somebody would have got their head while they were dead and caused their head to look up to the pole, opened up their eyes uh, that they would see. I believe some came back to life because of the power of the resurrection. That's why we who are dead in sin, uh, that's why we who are dead in our transgressions, uh, that's why we who are dead Not knowing how we're gonna live, but somehow, some way, when we look to the cross. When we look to Jesus. That's why we sing the song Look and Live. It was at the cross. At the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my soul rolled away. Hallelujah. Understand what you see. If you've been blessed today, come on and give God praise. Hallelujah. I say give God praise. Give God praise. Look to Jesus right now. I don't care what your condition is. Fix your eyes upon him.